Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. And yes, today is the 100th edition. And if you have been listening to these podcasts in the last few weeks, I have been talking about an announcement once we reach the 100th episode. And that's right now. And the announcement is the following. There will be premium content for Crosby's Nine. Yes, there will be additional content for Crosby's Nine, premium content that you can find on these platforms. And the content will consist of country music and extended versions and reviews of Crosby's Nine. In other words, you will get additional content at a premium. Okay? So you will find out more, but that's the announcement. There will be country music. I'm going to speak about country music, and of course it will be in the context of learning English, along with an extended version of the Crosby's Nine episodes and a review as well. So there will be more information on this platform. Keep your eyes and ears open. My question for you today is, do we live in the present, do we live in the future, or do we live in the past? Sometimes we tend to think so much about the future, or sometimes we think so much about the past. But there are so many expressions that talk about the importance of being in the present moment. Be here now. This is a very well-known expression in English, be here now. Now, it is the title of a book written by a man named Ram Das, who was a spiritual teacher, and he wrote this book called Be Here Now back in 1971. It also reminds me of an LP released by Oasis called Be Here Now. But this is the concept, be here now, be in the present moment. It's a concept of being aware. There's another cool expression as well. There's no time like the present. Please repeat, there's no time like the present. There's no time like the present. Reminder. Yes, this is a reminder. Don't forget to pronounce your S's. If you want to improve your English, particularly in the eyes of other people, wow, she speaks really well. What has she done to her English? Well, you are pronouncing the S's at the end of the words where it's necessary. In this case, there's. There's no time like the present. This is something we say to encourage somebody to take action now. If somebody is waiting to do something, if somebody is doubting to do something now, you could say, look, there's no time like the present. Now, these expressions, be here now, be in the moment, there is no time like the present, all use the verb to be. If you can't master the verb to be, you'd better get your work done because it's the foundation of the English language. And you need to do it in the affirmative and the negative and in the questions and in the negative questions with the verb to be in the present, in the past, and in the future. I am, am I? I wasn't, I was. Was I, she wasn't, wasn't she, she was. Will you be, will he be, weren't you, won't you? You need to identify these immediately and use them without thinking. And that is my challenge for you. Now, we're talking about living in the present. Do we live in the future? Do we live in the past? What do you think? What about the past? Do you dwell on the past? Dwell. Do you recognize that verb, to dwell? If I say dwell, how do you spell it? 
When you hear dwell, dwell, <laughs> how do you spell it? D-W-E-L-L. -L. Yeah, it's like the word well with a D in front. Dwell. Do you dwell on the past? Please repeat. Do you dwell on the past? To dwell on something means to constantly be thinking about something. It's to think or talk about something a lot of the time. Some people dwell on the past. What do you think? Is it good to dwell on the past? Be here now. Stop worrying. Well, don't you think that's easier said than done? Please repeat. That's easier said than done. Another cool expression in English. That's easier said than done. A lot of times you can just say easier said than done. What does easier said than done mean? Well, it's something we say when we hear something that sounds like a good idea, but it's very difficult to do. Another expression that refers to the past is you can't go home again. If somebody is dwelling on the past, you might tell them, look, you can't go home again. You can't go home again is an expression we use that refers to the past. It means that if you try to return to a place you remember from the past, it won't be the same as you remember it. Please repeat, it won't be the same as you remember it. It won't be the same as you remember it. So you can't go home again. But what is it about this idea that the past was better than the present? Maybe it's this idea of nostalgia, the good old days. We have this expression, the good old days. The good old days is an expression that refers to the idea that the past was better than the present. Really? What do you think? We also have these words like retro and vintage. Retro refers to something that was fashionably nostalgic. And I love this word vintage. It reminds me of what Apple told me a couple weeks ago. You know, Apple, the computer company. They said, look, I'm sorry, we can't work on your computer because it's obsolete. And I said, obsolete? Yeah, they said, look, we have a couple different categories. We have vintage and obsolete. <laughs> vintage is anything that was purchased between five and seven years ago. And anything over seven years is considered to be obsolete. Okay. I just find it funny that we refer to electronic devices as something that is vintage. Isn't wine vintage? Wine is vintage. It refers to the year or the place. But I think it's kind of funny that Apple refers to its products as vintage when they're only seven years old. And then after that, they are obsolete. Now, thinking about the past and thinking about the present, people who dwell on the past probably relish the past. Please repeat, she relishes the past. She relishes the past. What's the verb? To relish. To relish. How do you spell it? R-E-L-I-S-H. And that means to really appreciate something or to like something very much or to enjoy something. I relish the past. Now, don't confuse the verb to relish with relish. What is relish? Relish is something you put on your Chicago-style hot dog. Relish refers to cucumbers and salt. It's like these pickles that are in vinegar, and it's an ingredient you put on a Chicago-style hot dog. All right, so that's relish. It refers to this condiment. And the verb is to relish, which means to really appreciate or enjoy something. So again, I wonder if we dwell on the past too much, if we relish the past too much. My question is, is it all about nostalgia? Was the past really better than the present? 
And the final expression I want to teach you is, what comes around goes around. Please repeat, what comes around goes around. And that refers to the fact that things that were popular in the past, things that were fashionable in the past, tend to become fashionable or popular again in the present. It means that something that was famous or popular or trendy in the past will most likely become trendy or popular or famous in the future. What comes around goes around. We can use this for behavior. We can use this for history. We can use it for art or design or music. What comes around goes around. Something that was popular 20 years ago is now popular today. What comes around goes around. Clothing. Think about fashion. That was fashionable 30 years ago. Now it's fashionable today. What comes around goes around. But again, something that never goes out of style is a classic. Just like a classic Chicago-style hot dog with relish on it. <laughs> anyway, that's all the time we have for the 100th episode of Crosby's Nine. There is a lot of information here. Please go back and listen to these podcasts over and over and incorporate what you learn into your day-to-day -day English. You will see how much you improve. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.